0: This is the Oanda Podcast, brought to you by Jazz FM's Business Breakfast. This is the Oanda Market Insights Podcast. Each week we preview and review the big business and market stories with Oanda, senior market analysts from around the world. And this week it is Ed Moyer in New York. Good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Uh, No Craig Earlham this week. Ed, I'm very pleased to say that Craig is the proud father of a second child. Although we don't know what sex it is at the moment.
1: That is correct. The excitement from the Earlhams is contagious. Uh, I think everyone is just feeling happy for them. And um, I bet you um, we're going to get a bump up with that UK retail sales reading in the coming months from the Earlham family.
0: Well, if only mother care was still open in the UK, they would have a bit of a bumper weekend coming up. But sadly, that <laughs> closed down a few months ago. OK, let's start with US stocks. They continue to consolidate since June and things are going to be very much dependent on how much stimulus we are or we're not going to see over the next few weeks and months. And uh, we were saying off air, providing the economy doesn't do too well, the stimulus will continue
1: exactly and and i think right now the recovery trade has been complicated because right now you know we we we've had several days where we would have headlines that suggest the proximity of a vaccine is getting a lot closer and you know everything would you know shoot higher uh, but but, uh, but i think the, the the key foundation and and, and uh idea that you're you're going to continue to see um equities um remain fairly attractive is that you're 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 having this despite all these second wave fears and and concerns that uh, there will be permanent damage to some parts of the labor market there's still improving trends in credit um, uh, there, there has been uh, a significant rebound in, in some parts of the uh, labor market business sentiment is, is It's mixed, but there are signs that it is improving, and uh, there is hope that the global economic recovery will overall improve with Asia and Europe outperforming the U.S. So I I think that there is a lot of skepticism right now with the U.S. Uh, They kind of had a very poor COVID response. Uh, The reopenings have been chaotic, (laughs) and we we have that... um, a political risk that is starting to brew, um, especially with the election coming up. Uh, so, so, so you're starting to see that uh, there's there's all these different drivers, and 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 they're they're probably um, providing just uh, that uh, ample support, though, for calls for more stimulus. And 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 uh, the the debate on the the fiscal response in the U.S. is is starting to heat up. Uh, President Trump wants a payroll tax cut. Uh, Democrats have already outlined what they're uh, looking to achieve. And, and, and the, the, the expectations are pretty strong that you're going to get more stimulus from uh, the U.S. government, uh, Fed's Brainerd this week uh, highlighted that you know the the Fed uh, you know has kind of uh, been on hold and that further accommodation is, is likely to be needed. And you know when we take a look at what they've done since March, it's kind of uh, laughable that they they still you know need for significantly uh, m- much more stimulus on, on by the Fed. Um, but that that trade's not going away anytime soon, and, and that that is ultimately. What is is likely to provide, uh, I think, some strong support for U.S. equities. And when we look over into Europe, you know, we're finally seeing progress. At least there's high hopes that there will be progress on that, um, the EU recovery fund, uh, and that we're going to see uh, finally. Um, this, this, uh, they've they've been talking since February, but that they're that the Frugal Four is going to kind of f- outline their their objections, but ultimately concede, and and uh, we're going to see that the, the, those loans and grants are going to come through, and and uh, that's going to be very supportive for the the EU recovery trade, and. Europe is has been handling uh, the the virus a lot better than the U.S. and you're going to probably start to see European assets outperform and, and that should provide a little bit of a bid for the euro which has been uh, slowly in- increasing as of recently.
0: And uh, as you said, the handling of the virus certainly been better so in Europe rather than the United States and that is certainly hurting Trump in the polls. He fired his campaign manager this week I'm sure he wants as much stimulus into the U.S. economy as possible and uh, the cuts in payroll tax you mentioned, uh, because he needs that. He needs that desperately. I- I'm not saying that Trump is a beaten man because, uh, well, his base is still strong and the economy could recover. And let's be honest, Joe Biden is not the strongest of candidates. it would be very interesting to see what happens when uh, Biden picks his uh, VP uh, because that actually could make a bit of a difference, although it hasn't made a h- huge difference in, in elections over over the historical period. I'm I have to go back as far as JFK picking Lyndon Johnson to find something that really made a big difference. But uh, Trump's certainly under pressure at the moment, isn't he? And uh, he needs some good news, doesn't he?
1: Yes, very much so. And and I think I think um, you know your point about the VP candidate is is something that many many Americans are focused on. Uh, but Biden is. Um, Almost seventy eight. And uh I think you're gonna see that the, the uh change. He's only, that, he's only uh, gonna
0: do one term in, in in other words.
1: He's gonna do one term and uh I, I think the risk is that you're going to uh um see that if if he does go the progressive candidate, um that is going to really um I think swing a lot of momentum back into Trump's favor. So I think uh, um, Biden has kind of uh, kind of uh, narrowed his options, um, highlighting he wants to um, select a female, um, an African-American female, uh, um, is is what he's been most recently saying. And uh, I I think that right now uh, the the expectations are high that it will be a female but i I would not be surprised if he chose uh uh, one of the more moderate uh candidates out there Uh, but but that is is just one of the key things to focus on i think as as now you know the honeymoon is over for for biden i think uh his economic plans are coming to question his clean energy initiatives uh I i think that uh You know the the margins of uh of uh or his his lead in in those polls and those battleground states they're they're varying from anywhere from five to 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 high single digit percentage points and and i think i think that um you're you're probably going to see that gap narrow um there there's uh not been a Significantly uh, offensive campaign against Biden just yet, and I think the president has is uh, is is going to go extremely offensive in, in uh, the coming weeks. And and uh, you know, as you mentioned, he's he's a flawed candidate. He's had many failed attempts at running for office, and uh, uh, I, I think that uh, the the best plan for him is to not have as many speaking appearances and to just uh limit the amount of debates and uh just uh, kind of uh, see the, the 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 hole that president trump has dug himself into and just try to to ride this out um i, I think there's a a big expectation on wall street that um you know we're, we're starting to see investors now have to price in that risk that we could see a blue wave you know a, a month ago there was a small chance that Biden could become the, the candidate. And now I think right now it's probably, uh, some people would argue that Biden is the favorite right now. I think it's still a coin flip. Uh, I think there's too much unknown and a lot can happen in the next few months. Uh, but but um, I think Biden is is um, right now going to really need to, um, um, you know, pick that candidate and, and hopefully... Um, we'll uh, be able to 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 see how the country progresses with this virus, but um, right now there are signs that the hospitalizations are 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 trending lower, uh, the death the death counts are um, plateauing, and uh, we could start to be seeing that uh, the US be um, getting on the right side of this again, even though cases yep. are surging.
0: Yeah, it might actually t- timing wise work out well for Trump, although of course there is uh, constant talk of uh, a winter wave uh certainly here in the uk and in europe we're scared of that of uh, you know a second spike in cases once the winter sets in and of course the election is in november so it, it could work either way um i sort of disagree with you about biden from the point of view as a candidate um compared with say someone like hillary clinton hillary uh, donald trump won the election without getting too much into the politics of it because mainly because people didn't like hillary and that middle ground of 20 percent rather than the two bases, right and left, um, they're going to vote right and left anyway, aren't they? But it's that middle middle ground, which which are the, the swing voters, which is all important. And, um, you yeah, know, Biden is by no means perfect, but he's certainly not Hillary Clinton. And you'd expect him to win against Trump unless the economy can recover quite substantially.
1: I, I think that that is a good point, And we have to really assess the, the damage that has been done to the Trump campaign. Um, Trump, and one of the biggest polls that I've, I've uh, or headlines that I've focused on is that when we take a look at how Trump has been uh, polling the, with uned, uneducated white Americans. Uh, his numbers have dropped off significantly that was his base that uh I mean if the heart of his his base is is dwindling uh, you know there there's there's going to be I think a big amount of concern that uh, you know he he might not necessarily outperform uh, in those red states um, uh, the, the battleground states are are um, some of them have been ravaged by the virus uh, so I think you're gonna see um, many many uh, I think people anticipate that this is going to be very close, and
0: uh, and is it because right of now, the um, you know threat uh-huh. of unemployment or the increased unemployment for those uh, white blue collar working class voters that's made all the difference? Do you think?
1: It, it, it's possibly. I think. I think that his resistance to. Um, extend uh, some of these benefits are really weighing on many americans a um, uh, uh, a good amount of the population still is paycheck to paycheck and if if you're uh, we're still well over we're around 11 percent unemployment and if that uh is is only going to improve to eight percent by the election uh, you know that that's that uh the people that are unemployed are typically um in his a good amount of them are from his base so i think that is not likely going to see any major improvements uh, leading up to the election so there, there there's a tremendous amount of data that we're trying to assess but right now it's you know, the, the markets, you know, before this pandemic were 100 percent counting in Trump to win uh, and for uh, the, the Democrats to, to barely hold on to the House. Now, you know, we're starting to price in. There is a chance that we could have a blue wave where, you know, you could have a Biden presidency with um, with control, uh, getting control of the Senate. And, and that would, you know, cause for sweeping reform, which, you know, would mean higher taxes for um, and tight tougher regulation for a lot of these uh, mega cap tech companies. So that will definitely uh, weigh in on the outlook. However, I think that would just mainly uh, trigger a, more of a cyclical rotation. But uh, still, there's a, a lot to, to unfold. And uh, I think, you know, you bring up a great point with that second wave. That uh, That is going to be key. And uh, that, might, um, that might really impact how uh, voting occurs and uh, whether or not mm-hmm. we, we get the results on time.
0: It could work uh, both ways, though, couldn't it? Because if there's a lot more, if, if there isn't a second wave in November, and we've sort of licked this pandemic, uh, well, I, I doubt I doubt that's going to happen. But you know what? If 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 we've if it's all about expectations, isn't it really? And if if things aren't uh, anything like as bad as many are predicting, then that could work in. Trump's favor, the optimism, the positivity will be back in town, and people will want to go with what they know. Um, we better talk about the other side of the Atlantic, Ed. Otherwise, Craig, who I'm sure will be listening to this podcast as uh, he's feeding his uh, new edition, um, uh, he'll he'll want us to do a bit of Europe, won't he? And uh, and the UK. And, and just a final thing on the, our coronavirus: so encouraging news on this side of the Atlantic for the latest vaccine trial from astrazeneca which no doubt has uh done a little good to their share price but also everyone else's as well with some encouraging results
1: yes very much so i think that we've been getting a lot of positive um uh, vaccine updates you know we're we're right in the middle of these phase three trials they're kicking off and uh you know the the phase one um, we, we've seen lots of positive results um I, th- I think that you're gonna probably see people uh, remain optimistic that you know there will be a vaccine in place or vaccines in place by the end of the year um, you know I, I think that uh, whether it's the the best vaccine that comes first uh, that is tested and uh, has the, the least amount of side effects uh, I you know that, that you know, Probably not the case, but there is hope that we're going to have um, a vaccine. Um, the UK is uh, likely to, if AstraZeneca and Oxford are successful, they're likely to see, um, I think, uh, a stronger outlook uh, in the uh, in the short term um, based off of just the the, the vaccine hopes. Um, but uh, I think you're you're you're. I mean, in China, we have CanSino, we have uh, uh, Moderna. The, every, everyone has been delivering um, uh, significant uh, achievements in these phase one uh, clinical trials. And, and I, I think there there's over 100 vaccines being tested. there's there's high hopes that, you know something will be in place um possibly you know by the end of the year you, you might you have the most vulnerable be eligible for some vaccines and and uh, that that is you know a very promising uh story uh i think that could develop and 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 right now it's uh it's it's a big part of the recovery trade it's a big part of the uh, calls for economic activity to pick up and uh um no i think uh hopefully that continues to head in the right direction and right now it looks like if it does um uh, um, I think you're going to see that just kind of help keep that uh, global risk appetite trade going. And uh, that, that, you know, should probably see Europe outperform, I think, in the next couple months.
0: Okay. Um, earlier on in the week, we heard from the ECB president, President Christine Lagarde, announcing that interest rates will remain at zero. Uh, no changes to the bond buying program. That was the last major meeting before the break for the summer, but of course we've got this EU summit. What are we looking at there?
1: Well, the two-day summit wraps up tomorrow, and, and uh, there's there's high hopes that you're going to finally see uh, EU leaders come through. They're going to deliver uh, the a fiscal stimulus response and and this is going to mean that the frugal 4 the netherlands austria denmark and sweden will come to terms with the other countries and uh, um, Have an agreement on whether it's loans or grants or whatever conditions uh, the frugal Four will put on um, whatever uh, uh, grants that are given uh, This is going to be a, a, a tremendous part of the economic recovery but more importantly it's going to signal that uh the euro is 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 stronger integration is not going away uh it's just going to be very positive for european stocks i think that your the rescue fund details are going to be key um but um i, I think that ultimately this is going to provide us with uh, uh, more optimism that uh finally uh you're going to see fiscal response from the EU and, and that's just going to be very positive for risk appetite um, for for the FTSE and uh, also the DAX.
0: And uh, Sunday's uh, G20 uh, summit finance ministers meeting as well.
1: Yes, uh, so I, I, I th- I'm not expecting much from the, the finance ministers. I think you're going to see um, uh, more uh, broader uh, topics covered: clean energy initiatives. Um, but I, I think you're going to see, uh, uh, you know, most of the focus remain with the uh, the rescue fund uh, discussions in in the EU summit. And and uh, I, I think you know, also on on Sunday we we do have. Um, an interview from president Trump, he'll have a morning interview on Fox and, uh, it could be the beginning of his, uh, new campaign strategy that kind of, uh, starts to take fold. So I think you'll see lots of, lots of Americans uh, focus on that as well.
0: So what else should we look ahead to for the next seven days, Ed, uh, to close uh, this podcast today?
1: Well, I, I think, um, you know, next week it's it's um it's not as busy in the middle. Uh, I think you know we have Brexit talks resume. That's going to be week long, and uh, I think uh, the expectations are nothing for nothing to really happen until we're closer to September. Uh, but you'll probably see several several um, um, political posturing uh, take place um, over the week. Um, but but uh, I, I think that uh, a big focus will will uh, fall um, on. On Thursday, you're going to have German consumer confidence uh, released, you're going to have confidence figures from France as well, Uh, um, and uh, the advanced consumer confidence reading for the Eurozone on on Thursday Uh, with the US will we always get those initial jobless claims and Uh, You you know, the the labor market is not improving enough. We're still seeing um, consistently over a million initial claims filed. Uh, I think it's going on its 17th consecutive week. Continuing claims are stubbornly near that 17 uh, million um, level, and and, uh, that needs to improve. Uh, There's been a tremendous amount of stimulus. The the reopening efforts, though, have been somewhat reversed in some states, so we could start to see the data head in the wrong direction. So that's going to be a big one to watch on Thursday. And then Friday is going to be jam-packed. We have um, uh, a lot of economic data, the flash PMIs from the the Eurozone. Um, I think that uh, the the recovery is supposed to to pick up. Uh, Germany still remain in contraction, but get closer towards expansion. in in the U.S., uh, their market manufacturing PMI and services are uh, supposed to rebound into expansion territory. So um, um, a lot of um, expectations are for uh, continued uh, improvement with this recovery. And uh, I I think that uh, that's going to kind of be the the focal point, along with, you know, how the virus numbers are heading and uh, also to the uh, Earnings results from from uh, several key companies. Um, we get uh, updates from My- Microsoft, uh, Tesla. Um, lots lots of these uh, high flyers um, are are going <laughs> to report, and uh, if uh, if the uh, tech rally is starting to uh, come back down to earth, uh, you'll you'll probably uh, see that um, accelerate following some of those results. So uh, I think a lot to t- stay on top of, but uh, I'll be more focused on the. Uh, Uh, PMI readings and uh, jobless claims for the US
0: Okay Ed, have a very good weekend and we'll speak to you again in a week's time
1: Thanks Johnny, you too